0: Amen, alright, good to be here this evening, good to see each one of you, trust you've had a good week this week And I uh, do have much to be in prayer about, don't forget once again our revival be April the 22nd through the 24th You'll be much in prayer about that, and I uh, hope you have been already, looking forward to a good, good time in the Lord then And a uh, remember Brother Bradley Boones, he'll be traveling in from Burnsville, North Carolina And uh, him and his family be coming in for us to be with us that week don't forget that uh several other meetings going on around about us. I know uh, I believe Gum Orchard starting a meeting tomorrow night. Uh then um Bro, Josh Jenkins up here at Willis Gap, he'll be having a meeting going from the 21st to the 23rd. Bro, Todd McKean will be preaching it and uh, just several meetings going on around about us. You remember each one of those? Remember our revival? Uh, remember each one that'll be coming in. Uh, then let me give you an announcement real quick while it's on my mind. Uh, Lord willing, Kendra, you'll have to help me. I don't remember what week it was. Uh, but Lord willing, we will be having vacation Bible school this year. We're going to need some help with that. Uh, we'll get together very, very soon and work out some of those details, um, but what we'll do, do it a little bit different, what, what we've done in the past, I believe, um, the adults and the teenagers, be staying in the sanctuary, I'm going to get some young preachers come in and preach to us, and uh, then some of the smaller kids, will split up in some classes and do that, try to have some crafts, and try to have some things as well, that'll be June, Monday. well, yes, sure, June 20th june 20th through the 25th all right and uh, that'll be our vacation bible school looking forward to a good time the lord there we'll give you some more details about that uh but you'll be praying about teaching a class helping out how you can Looking forward to a good, good time of the Lord there. All right, then. uh Seemed like there was something else I was going to mention to you, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh But I give it to you later. All right. Do have many prayer requests on my heart. Ask you to help me remember uh several special requests this evening, if you would, if you'd help me pray about those. Can remember each one that's been mentioned here lately. Can remember our shut-ins, those unable to be here. Remember each one of those, and uh, just much, much. Remember all those that are lost around about us, and uh, you remember the service tonight. But maybe. To Tonight before we go to Lord in Word of Prayer, somebody have a special request on your heart. I got
1: a special, remember my family. Amen. Somebody else. Somebody ate Somebody Free. All right. all Somebody ate all heart free. If so, ask Brother Kenny if he would. take Lord in a word of prayer.
0: Amen. Amen. Somebody got some on your heart. Something you need to do. You mind the Lord this evening.
1: Amen, Rob. Somebody is. Amen. 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 Somebody else. All heart free.
0: Take your Bibles tonight, go in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter number 26, Exodus chapter number 26. While you find your places, let me say this, you pray for me tonight, I really, really want to get the rest of the roof on this tabernacle, uh, but probably am not going to get to do it. I'll just be honest with you, I was looking a while ago. Uh, I've been working kindly all week, I knew I was going to be kindly busy today, and uh had some things coming up this week, so I've been uh, working on it all week, just off and on, and uh, I really didn't realize how much until today, how much of an outline that I had. Uh, I got just a little bit over seven pages, and I doubt we're going to get it all covered tonight, uh, but we'll try to get it at least three-quarters of the way done. We got half of it done last week, so we'll try to get at least one more covering tonight. And, uh, but we'll just keep an eye on the time and we'll, I'll do my best not to keep you all night. Okay. Uh, but Exodus chapter 26, for sake of time, let's just read verse number 14. We read the first 14 verses last week deals with the coverings of the tabernacle. Uh, We found that fine linen covering. uh, Then the covering of the goat's hair. Then in verse 14, the Bible said, And thou shalt make a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red, and a covering above of badger skins. And we talked a little bit last week about how that was peculiar in some ways. Uh, The first two coverings, it took 13 verses to deal with. Uh, Then the last two just took one verse. The Lord just simply said, Thou shalt make a covering for the ten of ram skins, dyed red, and a covering above of badger skins Now, uh, so that's what I want to deal with tonight, but just real quick, let's recap and uh, cover a little bit, remind ourselves of what we saw last week Now, uh, the roof of the tabernacle consisted of four consecutive layers, and we looked last week at the first two from the inside, working our way outside, remember that Uh, The first covering was a fine linen, which was embroidered with purple, scarlet, and blue, and it was patterned uh, with the image of the cherubim. It pictured the splendors of Christ. We talk about how it could only be viewed by those worshiping uh, inside the tabernacle. It shows tonight that that first covering that was viewed from the inside shows and pictures uh, uh, the resurrection glory of Christ. It shows the way that he appears uh, now after the resurrection. Uh, The next covering was the curtain of goat's hair. You remember we looked briefly at the great day of atonement, the two goats, the sacrificial goat as well as the scapegoat. This curtain pictures Christ as our sin bearer. We talked about how that one goat uh, died for their sin. The other goat had the sins of the people placed upon his head and was led uh, uh, by the fit man into the land not inhabited. This goat's hair curtain was placed on top of the fine linen uh, uh, signifying when uh, our sins was placed upon him. And I told you that fine linen pictured His resurrection glory. Uh, that goat's hair pictured Him taking our place and bearing our sins. Uh, and so the reason that goat's hair went on top of the fine linen, uh, there could have been no resurrection had He not taken our place and died uh, uh, for our sins. So uh, that catches up a little bit about what uh, what we see tonight. And uh, remember now that this resurrecting glory could only be viewed inside the tabernacle. And you and I tonight never saw the splendors and beauties of Christ uh, until we were placed in Christ. The Bible said we were baptized uh, into the body of Christ by the Holy Ghost. uh, And until that moment, we could not see His splendor and His beauty. Uh, So we see the pictures. We see the typologies tonight. Now let's deal uh, quickly with this Rams dyed red. Now the next covering that goes on top of that, you've got the fine linen, beautiful, the purple, the scarlet, the uh, uh, the blue, and the white, and the cherubims that are embroidered into that curtain. And uh, uh, then you've got that goat's hair that goes on top of that. And then the next thing uh, uh, that the children of Israel would have done, that it took this ram skin uh, uh, and dyed it red, and then it would have been placed uh, on top of that goat's hair. Uh, Now the ram skin of course represents uh, The the substitutionary uh, work of Christ It speaks of the substitutionary atonement it literally shows that he died. That he died in red because uh, of the blood that he shed for you and I. Uh, Peter tells us as much as you know you're not redeeming things are just silver and gold uh, uh, but rather by the precious blood of Christ uh, uh, he took our place became our substitute uh, and shed his blood for our behalf. Now uh, that's what it represents. That's what it symbolizes. Uh, Taking our place uh, and shedding His blood to redeem us uh, out of our sins, so we see tonight the substitution. But uh, then I want you to know, swim me the shade. Now you said, preacher, what do you mean? Well, uh, it's interesting. These two things we know about this covenant. not much. I uh, uh, just one verse is all that the Lord really give them about it. Uh, uh, but here's what He said. He said, I want you to take and make a cup. Of ram skins, uh, dyed red Notice the shade of the covering uh, It had to be dyed red uh, It could not just be a regular Ramskin but they had uh, uh, To alter the color They had to dye it red uh, Now red of course speaks of the Blood of Christ that he shed uh, uh, To atone for our sins Now notice with me the Progression alright we've heard this Already but I want you to see How these coverings work uh, of the fine linen pictures his resurrection glory app. That's what we as believers see placed inside of Christ. Uh, we see His beauty. We see His majesty. Uh, uh, but on top of that uh, that beautiful linen was the goat's hair uh, uh, showing Him as our sin bearer. Uh, the only reason tonight we enter into the splendors of Christ uh, is because He took our sin. Uh, uh, because our sin was placed upon Him. The Bible said uh, He that knew no sin became sin uh, For us Isn't that right Uh, So we see the progression But then uh, uh, That that, that ram skin dyed red uh, Is placed upon that Uh, Hey can I say this tonight It would have done us no good uh, uh, For him to take our sin Upon himself uh, Had he not been the spotless Lamb of God uh, Had he not been willing to die in our stead uh, Had shed his blood God has always required blood uh, And had he not been able and willing to shed his blood, uh, you and I would never be able to enter in uh, the presence of God. And all that tonight is pictured in these coverings. Had uh, he not been willing to shed his blood, uh, had he not been willing to, uh, to bear our sins, uh, then we'd never be able to be in Christ uh, and see the beauties and the splendors uh, and the all-sufficiency. Uh, of Christ that you and I enjoy tonight. Uh, so we see the progression of these coverings uh, uh, in the shape. but not only that. Notice with me the skin. Two things the Bible tells us about this about these skin about this covering. It tells us that it was dyed red, and it tells us it was made of a ram's skin. Now, the skins were sewed together to make a covering that fell all the way to the ground on on three sides. Uh, On both the sides of the tabernacle, the covering would have made its way all the way to the ground as well as on the back. Uh, God hit me. Uh, Those who were inside the tabernacle uh, would have been completely covered uh, by these ram skins dyed red. I don't know if y'all getting that or not But I'm about to come unglued Uh, Let me say it one more time Uh, It would have went all the way to the ground On the left and the right Uh, And on the back it would have went all the way to the ground Uh, If you was inside the tabernacle You would have been completely covered Uh, And protected by this ram skin dyed red Uh, This speaks of the complete covering of the sinner uh, Who's been placed under the blood Uh, You realize tonight that when we were saved by the grace of God uh, uh, We've been covered by the blood uh, yeah, Man, friend that's right I've never laid my head on my pillow at night And wondered uh, if one little thing might have been missed uh, I've never wondered if one little thing slipped through uh, And we realize tonight don't we That if one little sin had not been covered uh, If one little thing had not been atoned for uh, uh, Then hell would still away you and I uh, But aren't you glad tonight we've been covered by the blood I hit man friend all the way to the ground I, uh, The, the, the worshipper On the inside of the tabernacle uh, uh, Was completely Covered uh, uh, By these ram skins dyed red uh, uh, So we've seen tonight That uh, we've seen the shade of the, of the skin We've seen the skin uh, uh, But then I want you to with me The standard tonight And we'll hurry uh, uh, Many today Now we realize this uh, uh, There's many today that re- Ignore and want to remove the blood. Uh, you don't have to go very far at all, and you'll hear somebody say this I, I just get tired of all those songs about the blood. Uh, I just wish he'd quit preaching about the blood. Uh, I heard a man not too long ago tell me. Uh, Uh, There's things more to preach than just the blood. That seems everybody wants to get rid of the blood. But I've got news for you tonight, friend. Uh, uh, The shedding of blood has always been God's standard. Uh, uh, There's never been a time that God did not require uh, uh, the shedding of blood for sins. Uh, It is His standard. Uh, In order for there to be an atonement of sin, uh, uh, there must be bloodshed. In fact, not only that, But in order for there to be a real atonement of sins, uh, there must be a substitute. Is that right? somebody has to be willing and available and able to take the place of the sinner uh, and die in their stead. Uh, you say, preacher, I just don't know about that. It's the only way this evening. Uh, it's the only way laid out in Scripture uh, for sins to be atoned for. There must be a substitute. In fact, if you'll bear with me, I'll show you tonight. Uh, book of Genesis, remember Adam and Eve Sin in the garden. After they sinned, the Bible said they made for themselves uh, uh, aprons of leaves. Isn't that right? Uh, One God that God came looking for them and cried out, Adam, where art thou? Uh, And they went and hid themselves uh, uh, from the presence of God for they'd realized the Bible said that their eyes had been opened and they knew they were naked. Uh, And do you know what the very first thing that God did was? Uh, The Bible said he made them cold uh, of skin, isn't that right? Uh, now let me say this, blood was shed and an animal uh, had to die. There had to be a substitute uh, uh, that was able and available uh, uh, to shed its blood uh, in order to atone for Adam and Eve's sin. Uh, in fact, most believe tonight, you can believe whatever you want to, nobody knows, uh, uh, but most believe, uh, uh, do you have any idea what the most believe it was? Was, uh, uh, that them coats of skins were made out of. Uh, most believe it was a ramp uh, uh, God, I don't know tonight. I'm just telling you what most people believe. Uh, uh, that God, but I do know this: uh, blood was shed. Isn't that right? Uh, and you say, preacher, I don't know about that. Uh, well, I tell you what: you go find any deer, any cow, any sheep, uh, anything you want to, and bring me back her skin. Uh, and no shedding blood. Isn't that right? The uh, blood was shed. Uh, and a and a substitute uh, was made in order to atone for their sin uh, that animal had to die in order for them to be covered uh, and for them to live Now, uh, uh, remember fast forward just a little bit through your Bible uh, uh, remember Cain and Abel the Bible said that Cain brought fruit of the ground uh, and God would not accept it isn't that right uh, Cain brought the best that his hands had grown uh, he brought out of his garden if you would present it to the Lord Uh, and the Bible said that the Lord uh, would not accept it he was not pleased Uh, notice this there must uh, uh, be a substitution Uh, blood must be shed Uh, Abel on the other hand brought a ram Uh, a firstling of the flocks what the Bible said Uh, blood was shed and the ram Uh, uh, took the place of Abel Abel and Cain both had sent Uh, it was time to make an offering of the Lord Uh, and that Ram took the place of Abel, uh, blood was shed, God was appeased, uh, a substitute was made, uh, and Abel's sins uh, were atoned for, and the Bible said uh, that Abel's sacrifice uh, was pleasing unto the Lord, isn't that right? Not only that, Abraham and Isaac, Genesis twenty-two. We know the story tonight. How the Lord, the Bible said, the Lord came and told Abraham take thine only son Isaac and go to the mountain wherever I tell you. And the Bible said he told him to the offering him there, it's a burnt offering. Isn't that right, we you know the story tonight. I don't have to turn and read it. How, uh, uh, but you remember the story? How they's walking up the mountain and, uh, and you know the story. Abraham told those young men in the back there with the haces that. Uh, and he said, Me and the young man, the lad will go down to worship and come back again. Uh, walking up the mountain, the Bible said, uh, Isaac looked over at his daddy. He uh, said, Daddy, I see the fire. I see the knife. Uh, but where is the sacrifice? Do uh, you remember what the Bible said? Abraham told him, He uh, said, Son, God will provide Himself uh, a lamb. Isn't that right? Uh, they went up to the top of the mountain. You'd see the picture tonight. Uh, Abraham takes his son by him leaves him there on the altar uh, and just about God hit me uh, just about ready to take his son's life uh, and Isaac had sinned uh, and the wages of sin is death, isn't that right? Uh, the Lord required that Isaac die. Oh my soul, uh, I- I'm about to come up How uh, uh, can I say this? I hadn't thought about it till the night. Uh, uh, listen to me, uh, uh, There was a time in my life, Ronald, that I was bound by sin, uh, uh, laid upon the altar. I, and the law required that I must die. I, and just about the time the stroke was getting ready to be made. Aren't you had The Bible said so a voice came from heaven. I, and Abraham turned and looked. I, and behold, a ram caught a thicket. Behind his horns. I, I, watch what you Bible said. Watch the inside. I, Genesis 22, 13. Uh, the Bible said that Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked uh, and behold, behind him a ram. Uh, uh, caught in a thicket by his horns. Uh, and Abraham went and took the ram uh, and offered him up for a burnt offering. Uh, watch this. In the stead of his son. What that means, that means instead of slaying Isaac, that ram was a substitute that ram took I, y'all ain't getting that in the stead of a son God hit me you say, Preacher, what do you mean? You know what happened when I, I, I came into all this? Uh, you've heard me talk about, my big by the thorns, uh, my horns, my thinking. Uh, all that significant, uh, all that points to Christ. Uh, uh, listen, Isaac deserved to die. Uh, the law required that Isaac died. And Abraham was about to slay his son. Uh, uh, he heard a voice and turned and looked behind me. There's uh, that man called the thicket. Uh, and you realize what happened uh, to Abraham? could uh, uh, his son lose uh, uh, took him off of the altar of judgment and uh, uh, took that ram and placed it in his stead. Uh, and the ram was a substitute uh, uh, that died so that Isaac could live. Uh, and that's what Christ did for us. Uh, uh, we deserve to die. Uh, but thank God at Calvary that the Lamb of God uh, uh, died so that you and I could live. Uh, it ought to have been us at Calvary. Uh, we ought to have died at Calvary. Uh, uh, but thank God he died in our stead. Uh, he took our place. God has always required a substitute and bloodshed in order for the guilty to live. Yeah. Remember over there, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 5 I believe it is chapter 5 or chapter 7 1 uh, I, I preached some time ago on that the gospel in a bird's nest uh, and that dam had to die that dam was taken uh, so that the, the eggs were taken uh, so that the dam could go free uh, we talked about the innocent died uh, so the guilty could live uh, God's always required a substitute uh, the innocent must die uh, so that the guilty can live uh, it must be a substitute. Yeah. Not only that. What about the Good Samaritan? Remember that story. Remember that account. You say, preacher, I don't see any substitute in that. What's what your Bible said? Luke ten, verse thirty-three. You know the story. I've not read all of it. You remember the man sitting there by the wayside, and the, uh, all the, the all the priests come by, and all those come by, and w- wouldn't help him. Then all of a sudden, the Bible said, verse thirty-three. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where. He was. That just about make me shout out. Came where he was. You say, preacher, what do you mean? What the Lord did, what our substitute, uh, what our ram, what, I, what God's lamb do. Uh, he left the splinters of glory. I uh, uh, took on a robe of flesh. Uh, and thank God not came to where I was. Uh, I didn't have to make my way to Him. Uh, he come to where we were. Uh, hit man friend, that's right. Uh, and the Bible said when He saw Him, uh, He had compassion on Him. Uh, what a picture of Christ. And went to Him and bound up his wounds out, pouring in oil and wine now said preacher all oh, that's great but where's the substitution listen to what the bible said and set him up on his own beast can I show you something let me show you what that good Samaritan did he came to that man John by the wayside the bible said that he came to where he was had compassion on him wound up his wounds poured in the oil and wine carried it forward and you know what happened surely that Samaritan took that man that was down the dust uh, and down the dirt and down the ditch uh, and put him upon his beast uh, man's friend, y'all. Oh, and again, that uh, put him up on his beast. Uh, and now that Samaritan uh, is the one down on the ground. Isn't that right? Isn't that not what the Lord did? Uh, one preacher said it like this. Uh, the Son of God became the Son of Man uh, so that the sons of men uh, could become the sons of God. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, he came to where I was. Uh, God had me. Uh, so that I can go where he is. Uh, he substituted uh, his life for mine. Uh, and God's always required a substitute uh, and bloodshed. You know? yeah. And all that tonight is pictured. Them ram skins die. Yeah. It's a substitutionary word of Christ.
1: Those rams
0: had to die. So then those on the inside could be covered. Is that right? Oh, that's right, friend. Oh, yes. I don't know if you're getting there or not, but i got to hurry. I'd like to cover this last and if i got time. Man. So we see the good Samaritan. Huh? Let me say this. Oh, this can be set in the ram skin. Christ took our place, our substitute, so that we can enter into the presence of God, being covered by the blood that he shed. So we see that ram skin's dyed red, but what about that badger skin? I'll hurry tonight. I just got about three points, but you'll have to bear with me, all right? Uh, I, I really ought to take more time than I'm going to, but we're going to get through it, okay? That badger skin, that outer covering, notice for me, first of all, the lack of beauty. Now, I will say this. This model this evening is not perfect, okay? So you bear with me. You don't have to agree with what I'm about to tell you, but just bear with me, okay? Now, listen to them. These badger skin almost seem as though they don't belong in the tabernacle. I mean I, now listen to me, let's slow down just a minute. I understand the beauties on the inside. I understand the goat tail. I understand the red skin dyed red. But what I can't grab my mind around here is after all that, why cover up all that beauty with bass? Right? Doesn't seem like it fits. Doesn't seem like it makes much sense. All that beauty, they have no colorful beauty. They're just dull. Dry It's just a leather covering that would have been bluish gray in appearance. I know what you're thinking. I'm going to cover why it would have been bluish gray right here in just a minute, okay? Would have been bluish gray in appearance. This covering would have been continually exposed to the elements. It was completely weatherproof. This is the weatherproofing of the tabernacle. This Kirk's what keeps everything dry what keeps the storm down, it's yeah. what keeps the wind out? what keeps those on the inside safe and secure. Yeah. doesn't look like How nice. Having I mean, compared to what you see on the inside just seems so insignificant, but had it not been for this, there would have been no inside to sleep. Would have been demolished by the wind and the rain. Right. Oh, God, hit me. I hope you're getting the yeah. Had it not been for the badger's skin. Uh, had there been no inside to see the board would have been blown down. The rain would have ruined everything. Uh, had there been no inside, uh, Had to be an outside cavern. That was completely weatherproof. Watch this. Remember, it was the only thing visible to those on the outside. No hint. You put this covering on, there's no hint to the outsider of the beauties that await inside. Is that right? You don't see, you don't see the gold furniture. You don't see the golden candlestick. You don't see the altar of incense. You don't see the, the boards that have been gilded with pure gold. You don't see it. You don't see the tapestry of the first covering. All that's covered. My old bluish-gray mattress here. Seems so strange. See, the lack of beauty just seems strange that God would do that. They said, Preacher, what's that? What's it symbolize?" Speaks of the humanity of Christ. As he walked upon the earth, shows what he looked like. They said, Preacher, I don't understand. What's that inner, that very inner covering? That's the resurrected glory of Christ. That's how he appears now. When he came to earth, John, he didn't come in that glory. He didn't come as the King of Kings to the world. What did he come as? Just a lowly man. All right. Just a carpenter's Alright. In fact, watch this. I'm getting ahead of myself. His deity was cloaked in humanity. He endured the scourging and the sufferings of the cross. Taking upon himself the wrath of God toward sin, so that you and I could enter in uh, to the presence of God to worship, uh, being placed in Christ. What Isaiah say? Isaiah 53, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse two, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. Listen to this. He hath no form nor cutliness. That right? And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. That's right. Isaiah said, you can be what you want to. I don't even believe Ronald. Isaiah understood exactly what he's saying. Paul told us the church was a mystery to the Old Testament prophets. Isn't that right? They didn't, understand, they didn't see everything. And Isaiah said, for some reason when he comes, you'll have no kindness. We see him. We don't even desire. That's why he came to his home and his home received him not. He didn't look like they thought he was good. There was no appeal. He didn't come as the king of kings and lord of Lords. He didn't come as the Messiah. He came and had no form, no covenants, no beauty they should desire him. By. And the very ones that he came with were the ones that crucified him. No form of What's what verse 3 said? Isaiah said, He is despised and rejected of men, man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from Him. He was despised and we esteemed Him not. My soul, watch this, His deity, you know what I mean when I say His deity, don't you? His Godhood. He's God tonight. So what he did, he cloaked his deity in humanity. All the splendors, all the beauty, all the majesty was cloaked in humanity. You realize the mind, John, if you see it, it'll look no different here. His face didn't shine as the sun like in you know, Mount Transfiguration. He was transfigured before but was on the inside out. But every day, John, his face didn't shine like that. Nobody saw him and just said, that must be somebody special. He was clothed that inhumanity. You know, he clothed himself. He himself. Mm, now watch this. That outer, that outer covering. I told you been bluish gray. Weatherproof. It endured the storm. It endured the wind. It protected what was on the inside. Y'all, you know, it may. Watch this. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said, He has made us kings and priests. All right? You know what the priest could do? The priest could go in. There right? the safest place in the camp of Israel We'll that. that right? Storm right. come. That badger skin was wet. When the wind blew, that badger
1: skin did that. I'm going go to we'll have to
0: tie it in right here in just a minute. The badger skin show all that the world can see of the person of Jesus Christ. They only see the human body in which he bore our sins on Calvary. Now watch this now. It was in that body they placed a crown of thorns upon his head. Is that right? It was in that body. God hit me. It was in that body, in that flesh, that they smote his face. It was in that flesh they plucked out his body. It was in that flesh and that body that they spat upon him and mocked him. Eh? Isn't that right? It was in that body they beat him beyond recognition. now I was in his business was marked more help any other man. It was in that body that he endured the wrath of man. is that right? Put him on a Six eyes on Calvary. Three of them in daylight. Three of them in dark. Listen to me. My Lord, he endured the wrath of man. Remember what he said? My God, my God. Why is thou forsaken me? Surely when he his sin, when, when my sin, your sin, went upon him, God cannot look on sin. There He turned his back on his side. Darkness on the whole earth. three hours. And for three hours, God poured out his wrath on his side and his judgment. On the the sea. And he
1: threw in know. that
0: body. That outer covering. The first thing I you to that outer covering took the storm. That outer covering took the wind. That outer covering took the beating. Those that were inside were safe, warm, and dry. Never felt rain. Never felt the wind blow. that bad. Oh, bye. I told some of them up sometime this year we ought to try to get together and go up there and go to the Ark up there in Kentucky. we do, I want you to remember something. That Ark's a picture of uh, the I, y'all getting that or not. I was about to come slap on blood. That bag was getting made all look like mine. That protected everything else. Endured the elements. That's his humanity. Underneath that's the blood. Shed his blood in that flesh. While endured the wrath of man, the wrath of God. Underneath that, that goat's hair. That's where he became, that's where he was our sin bearer. Bore our sins, took the wrath of God in our place. And underneath it is the splendors and the dignity. That's what you and I see looking at him from the inside. My, my, my. it be more than just what the world says. It'd more. It'd be more tonight than just a man. It'd more tonight than just a teacher. it me be more tonight than just a prophet. God help us. He's our all in all. Oh, that's when I had a picture. My, my Kendra asked me today. She says, this is going to be the last week. We'll be on the tabernacle. I said, my so it might be the last night. We'll be on the coverings. But they so so much more. Can I give you a few things real quick? And I'll hurry. So we see the we see the lack of beauty. Then I won't explain to you why that leather looked like it did. What time is it? I'll finish by eight. I probably I'll be done preaching by eight o'clock. I'm going to read it to you. The word badger that we have in our Bible in the Hebrew, it, it literally is the word takash. Now, it—I'm not saying your Bible's wrong. That's all I'm trying to say. But most scholars believe that that word takash carries the idea, it means in Hebrew something that we don't think much of. Now, when I think of badger, I think of a small creature, but that word takash could possibly have meant porpoise. would have been related to a dolphin, or a whale. And it would have been a in the Red Sea. Now, it would have been a thunder. Now, most believe, that's what's been referred to by badger skin. They believe it's that porpoise leather, and I, I'm going I'm to show you here in just a minute why they think that. Now, it, it was closely related to the dolphin whale, and made excellent leather, and would have been completely waterproof. Completely. Would have made sense, Ronald, to put that as the outer cover. Completely waterproof, right? That badger badger's skin like you and I think of would have been no more waterproof really than anything. But that porpoise skin, that, that, that gray, bluish leather, that would have been completely waterproof. And it was a bug for the Red Sea, for the Nile River of Egypt. would have been a bug. And that's where they're coming from, by the way, in case you forgot. The they're coming out of Egypt. That right? They come out of Egypt, come across the Red Sea, now they're in the wilderness. Now, so we see the lack of beauty and we see the leather, but then I want you to notice the lesson. As a lesson to be learned from this.
1: While they were in Egypt, they would have had no desert. Okay, right
0: now they're in a, the when Bible says wilderness, it's talking about a desert. It's not a wilderness like you. It's not, it's not talking about a, a great forest. It's talking about a it's talking about a desert. It's a dry place. Ain't no rivers. Ain't no lakes. Ain't no seas. They've been hard pressed to find a, a, a dolphin after a rock somewhere in there. Right? So they must, if it is this porpoise leather, they must have brought some of it with them. Isn't that right? They must have had a reason. To bring it with, they weren't just brought it with them with no reason. They must have had a reason to bring it. Now, watch this. It becomes evident they must have stocked up on the leather before leaving Egypt, and for a good reason. Now, here's what the Bible said. You take it however you want to take it. I'm not going to fall out with you if you don't agree. Ezekiel chapter sixteen, verse ten. Here's what your Bible said. The Lord speaking said, "I clothed thee also with bordered work, shod thee. Now, notice that." Shod thee with badger skin, girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. Now, notice the phrase. He said, he shod thee with badger skin. It's obvious that this badger skin or porpoise leather was used to make shoes. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, preacher, it could have still been badger skins. They could have made shoes out of it. Well, you're right. But the reason they believe that is they do have evidence that the Egyptians made their shoes or made their sandals from porpoise skin. And the Israelites were in Egypt for over 400 years. Is that right? So it makes sense. They would have probably made their shoes out the same thing. Now, let me ask you a question. You remember the events leading up to the Exodus? It wasn't just one day that said they, they going to go back. Oh, it was a long, long thing. Remember I said the Moses go for Pharaoh, Pharaoh hardened his heart, God sent a plague, Pharaoh hardened his heart, God sent a plague. I mean, they had some preparation. Now, if you realize you'd getting ready to hike out through the desert, you didn't know it was waiting on you when you got where you was going. Don't you reckon you might have made some preparation? All right? I'd wanted some shoes. All right? don't wanted to make sure me and my family had some shoes if I was going to hike out across the desert. Right here. So that's where they get that opinion. You don't have to agree with it. That's where they get. It. Now, watch this. Middle of the desert land, the Lord demands they give the very thing that's used to make their shoes, whether it's porpoise leather or badger skin, whatever it is. We know they use it to make their shoes. That's what the Bible says. In the middle of a desert land, God says, "Give it to me." Is that right now, I'm not too smart. But there's a whole lot of things in the desert I don't much want to step on. Is that right? And I'm not too smart. Never been out in the desert. Don't much care to, to be honest with you. But I'll be honest with you. You go down to the beach or the coast. We're good Baptists. We don't go to the beach. We go to the coast. You go down to the coast. Let that sun get real hot, and you walk barefoot across that sand. Especially if you ain't gonna where water's washing up. It's hot. Is that right? And they needed shoes. And it seems like God's telling them to give the very thing they need in order to make that good. All right? Now watch this. We're going to get to the list. Seems like a strange thing for God to ask. Now he knew, and we know, they're going to spend 40 years in that desert. 40 years they're going to wander in the desert, in the wilderness. They're going to need some shoes. they right. How could he ask for the leather for those shoes? But he always has an answer, isn't that right? You say, "Oh, preacher, what's he going to do?" Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse number four. Listen what your Bible said. I'm almost done. The Lord speaking said, "Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee." You know what He's saying? Your clothes never got old. All right. Neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Deuteronomy 29.5 And I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxing old upon you. Thy shoes not waxing old upon thy foot. Mm. Now let's stop a minute. Chapter 29 of Deuteronomy. Verse 5. Here's what he tells them. He said your clothes hadn't waxed old. And your shoes hadn't either. Now you, some of you might. But I dare say there's many in here. Got a pair of shoes you've had for the last 40 years. Is that right? Is that right? Now listen to me. I'm not just talking about adults. They was babies come out of Egypt. They was toddlers come out of Egypt. Forty years. Them shoes never waxed old. Deuteronomy chapter 5 said your foot didn't swim. You know what that meant? They never outgrew them. That's more miraculous to me than the fact they didn't wear out. Them boys seem like, Corey, every two weeks we're going to buy them new shoes and then, and we'll probably ought to do it more than that. I'm thinking about just cutting the toe out of them and letting them wear them. I I mean, it seems constant they're they're outgrowing their shoes. Do you realize those little three, four year old youngins come out of Egypt that wore the same shoes 40 years later? 12, 13 year olds. That when they was 50, 60 years old, still wearing the same shoe they was 40. Are you getting that? That's amazing to me. That's amazing. Do you realize Joshua had the same pair of shoes on? Now, God, when he marched around Jericho, he had the same shoes on. Now, the day that he started marching, that's amazing to me. What is? Nehemiah was so impressed with it. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 21. He said, Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness. Listen to this. So that they lacked nothing. What about that? Their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. You know what Nehemiah said? Now listen. Everything for this tabernacle, God required at the hand of the children of Israel. This brazen laver. That come from the women's mirrors. That's where it come from. Their looking glass. They take take brass, Kirk. They polish it. They get it real, real shiny. That's what them women would look in. God said, I need it. Is that right? They give it to him. All that fine linen. All, every, all the brass, all the silver, all the gold, all the tapestry, all the skins. It was required from the people. Remember we talked about that silver, that atonement money. God required it at their hand to make that silver foundation. The people had to supply it. But you know what Nehemiah said? He said, you so sustained them for 40 years. They never lacked for one thing. That's amazing. Isn't that right? Say, preacher, what's the lesson? that badger skin come from what they was going to make their shoes out of. Is that right? Forty years they wandered whatever the bit of provision they had went in the covering of that tabernacle. But can I say this? Now listen to me, and listen to me well. I'm going to read it to you and I'm done. The Lord required the leather they needed for their shoes, but he made the shoes they had. They last for 40 years. Their feet never swelled. Now, listen to me. Get this if you don't get anything else. The Lord always, not sometimes, not maybe, but always honors sacrifice made by his people. Always. And meets any need that might arise from that sacrifice. Now, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. me say it again. The Lord always honors sacrifice from His people and He always meets that need. That's why Paul said, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The context, What Paul was saying was because you give to me if any need arises God will honor your sacrifice and meet that need. Listen to me. I wasn't planning on going here but I just feel a little nudge. Don't ever get the mentality well we're just a little church. What can we do? God always honors the sacrifice of his people and it'll meet the need that arises. Is that right? That's exactly right. Now I'm not trying to make you nervous. But I'll tell you this. If we had a missionary here tonight. And they, we found out their car was messed up. And we got together with the right intent and the right heart. Now, I'm not talking about just a brag. But with the right heart. We got together and said let's buy them a new vehicle. God honors that sacrifice and any need that arises will be met. That's biblical. Paul said, but my God shall supply all your need. He might not always give it back to you, but he might just make that heat pump last another 10 years. Is that right? He might not give it back to you, but he might just bless you in a way you didn't think about. He always honors sacrifice. When God's people give with a right heart of their time, of their money, when they sacrifice, God honors it and will meet that need.
1: All right? Stand to our feet.